everything is virtual online so you might lack credibility people will like start asking oh are you sure you're not scamming me or something they're gonna get that yeah i got like two three people asking me that before hi everyone and welcome to deeper a podcast where we try to encourage more in the thinking and talk about some of the issues and questions in life and the society around us we are two friends my name is nadira and i'm jessica and we made this podcast to share with you our opinions on these matters and to encourage you guys to do the same with us as well. And without further ado, let's dive right into today's topic. So hi guys, welcome back to our podcast. So last time we were talking about how to make it in the corporate life in terms of working, but like Ari told us, that's not the only way that we can make money or that's not the only path of the career. So this time we'll be taking it more from the entrepreneur side and starting from scratch. And we have a special guest today because she has her own little online shop. And I know that you might be thinking everyone, a lot of people have their own, but I think the reason why I invite her because she started at a very young age, but we'll let her talk about it more later. And just, we wanted to showcase how it's definitely possible to start your own business or something, even if it is small, and no matter how old you are, as long as you have the passion and the will to do it. And sometimes to overcome that fear of failing and just do it. So Jess and I were very interested to hear from our guest and friend here, how she was able to do this, and hopefully it will be insightful for your listeners as well. And thank you also for those who have shoot their questions to us in our IG and stay tuned until the end because your questions might be answered directly or indirectly throughout the podcast. So stay tuned. And without further ado, let's welcome our speaker of the day, Holly. Hello. I have Holly. I basically knew Jess and Nadira in Malaysia in Nottingham. And yeah, I have like my own online shop. It's a Korean online shop. <laughs> Because I myself is a K-pop fan. So <laughs> that's a little background about me. And I started my shop when back in 2015. And I've been doing it since now. Wow, 2015. So that's when you were how old? Uh, 16. When I was about to go to Malaysia at that time. Oh, wow. It's very young. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what blows my mind. Like, what? When what what was I doing when I was sixteen? I was still living off my parents' money, everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Holly is now staying in Australia. Yeah, I'm in Australia now, doing my master in food science. Yeah, which has nothing to do with marketing and business. And to be honest, I don't <laughs> actually have the marketing and business talent. But then, like you know, I just wanna tell people that like even if you don't have the background for, it, you can still do it if. You have the passion for it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to start by asking you, how did you get the idea and what made you start? And how did you prepare for this small online shop of yours? Basically, like I said before, like I've been a fan of K-pop for a very, very long time. You know, when you were 16, like, might not have that much pocket money. And then, like, you always have this urge, like, oh, I need more money and stuff. Like, oh, 
to buy like this stuff and that stuff. Then for me, like the driving force, this is something that interests me. And I spend a lot of money on this market. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I just like I just suddenly got this thinking one day like what if I open my own online shop to sell this kind of stuff and actually at first I open it because it's like for me to buy my own stuff <laughs> and like that's my first goal actually but then after I was thinking like hey you can get like extra money from this so why not do it so that's how I started actually but then at first the thing that made me start my online shop is because back then. So my mom is an accountant and she always goes to Korea like once a year. So I just got this thinking and I was talking to her one day about market stuff and marketing, I mean, and business because like we usually talk that a bit. And I was telling her like, I have this idea of starting my online shop. And she was telling me, oh, why don't you start um, selling stuff that I bought from Korea last time? If you buy something from the country itself, it's going to be cheaper, right? When you sell it back to, for example, I live in Indonesia. So I sell it back in Indonesia. So my mom and I talk about it. And then in the end, like she bought me a few stuff from Korea and I tried to resell them. That's how actually I start my online shop. And actually, to be honest, that's kind of like a good marketing strategy to open your business. Because in a way, like you have something cheaper than normal market price. Because, you know, if you get stuff directly from the country, then... You don't have to pay the shipping fee and everything. That's why I got like a cheaper price than market price. So actually, I can say that I have a strong start from the beginning because like actually this uh, cheaper market price is what attracts my customer at first. So that's how I started my online shop. Oh, but I'm curious though. How did you know, oh, I should I should be selling this this kind of stuff and how much I should be selling them? How, how did you start? I mean... How did you how did you get into that? Oh, I need to sell this amount of items with this price. First step is basically lots and lots and lots of research. But it kind of helps. And because like I mentioned before, I'm into K-pop. So it's something that I kind of have a background knowledge to. So that's why I would like to mention that one of the tips of starting an online shop is like do something that is um, one of your interests. Because that way it's easier for you also. And like, for example, what to research is the current trend on the market. For example, for mine is like, what's the hottest K-pop boy group? Or like, what's the, what's the trend? <laughs> and like, what's the newest release? Just keep up with the trend, which back to the point, like will be easier if, if it's something that interests you in a way. And second is research your competitor market. Now for mine, it's, as you know, like K-pop is a big market. <laughs> especially also in Indonesia. So there's a lot of competitor. Yeah, you might want to look more into the competitor and see like how they market. Actually, you can also learn a few things from them also. Like see how they market their products or the items and how they reach out and their marketing strategy as well. And price comparison is also important there. Then thirdly is I looked into the platform where I want to sell my item. Like for example, for me, I used to uh, sell in Instagram, but I still do now. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of depends on the item you're selling also. Because um, for mine, is I, us- I choose Instagram because it's a huge platform, not only like for market, but then a lot of the K-pop communities is also there, which is why I choose it in the first place. Then the next thing is probably um, looking for supplier. And the thing I would like to mention is like, if you just made, if you just start your own online business, then I think it's 
uh, better for you to start small instead of doing like, oh, I have this huge batch uh, on a sale. I want to start big, but starting big isn't always a good thing, <laughs> especially if you're new in this. So I would suggest like just start small and like casual little business maybe. And actually like if you start small, right, then another good thing is like you don't really need to have like a huge fund to make the online shop a startup cost. And actually fun fact, I used to ask my mom for money to help me fund my startup cost. <laughs> yeah, that's because you know, 16 year old girl who has that much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but then um actually now i feel like you don't even have to actually have any startup money because like for example if you're doing like uh you're reselling something or like just a drop shipper shipper then people can just pay you the money and you just put it in your supplier and like no money there you can just gain the profit that's it as simple as that <laughs> so yeah that's how i basically started my online shop that way <laughs> i have a question though um some people you know they want they might want to start but they don't know where to research from mm. where do you where do you think is a good platform to maybe get some data on the price on the products mm. and the trend that you mentioned like wh- what did you use to research about these things uh, okay so in my case i use google um, instagram mainly instagram and twitter Because back again, it depends on like which item are you going for. Because like different item has different platform. And I can't really say much about like other stuff. But in my case, because I'm doing K-pop, Twitter and Instagram is a huge platform for like K-popers. And I think one tip is just to find a good supplier is you have to find a good keyword of your item. I mean, my keyword is like, for example, mine is just search anything like K-pop stuff or k-pop sell that's like that kind of keywords you know mm. and believe it or not you will actually find like that's how i actually find my first supplier <laughs> if you're asking um about other let's say maybe clothes you can go like clothes store clothes um supplier or something but then um it's gonna take a while you really have to like search a lot <laughs> actually it took me like two three months to find the perfect supplier after opening my online shop because like you want to get the best price and to do that you have to like search a lot (laughs) yeah i think because nowadays people just want everything fast and we're very impatient and i think yeah that's why i think some of us maybe just stop the idea of you know wanting to make something because it takes a lot of research and time Mm. when you know good things take time i guess like you in your case you know and i think one of the key points is just to be patient when you just started your business and it's not gonna be like oh you just started your business and like oh i got a lot of customer already like it's not gonna be that way because when i started i even though i come up with lower price it took me like two three weeks until i got my first customer oh wow so it's gonna take time so patient i'll be like maybe it was maybe it was if it was in my case maybe i'll be like oh maybe i shouldn't be in this business maybe i should just stop but Mm -hmm. no okay thanks for telling me that Mm because it takes time right for these things to 
yeah, as, as long as you have the, you just have to be patient and just don't give up. I think it's gonna be fruitful in the end. Well, I don't know. Seeing from what you've said, even though it sounds exciting, but there are also like ups and downs, I guess. So maybe, mm-hmm. what makes you keep going to do this online shop? Like, what are the pros or the advantages that you think you get from this? Uh, I think for me, the main pros is that. You know, extra allowance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's um, how that's what the main point of business is, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, because yeah, like in my case, what I feel like a, as a pro is that uh, this I mean, my business is something that involves my interest, like K-pop. So it's very enjoyable for me to do it. And I have a little story. So basically. I use my profit to buy like the merchandise and album of the group I like, so that's a plus for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and from here also, one of the pros is that you can actually experience customer service. But then I tell you, this can be a cons as well. But I'll talk about it later. Yeah, you can like experience customer service because like you're gonna text or when you talk to your customer. It's gonna like improve your um, customer service skill, which I feel like may might be useful later when you're applying it on a real life thing. And for me, this online shop thing really improved my organization skill <laughs> a lot now because I got a lot of a lot uh, more customer than when I started to. Then I started to do this little Excel sheet to organize stuff, so I feel like it makes me more organized in a way and. Believe it or not, I use this Excel sheet thing on my project in uni <laughs> during my marketing module. Yeah, so I think it helps in that way. And another pros is that I think I mentioned this before. Like, you don't need to have like a huge startup cost to make your own online shop, and sometimes you don't even have to have a startup cost. Lastly, I think when you're doing like an online shop. Business like there's a lot of platform to choose and they're free also for you to explore and like try out like maybe um something like Insta or Twitter or in Indonesia there's like Shopee quite famous yeah or eBay stuff but then the cons um I feel like if you're doing online shop it's gonna take a lot of your time maybe you might not feel it at first but then gradually it's gonna take a lot of your time together. And I think um, Jess and Nat might have seen me stressing over my order before. <laughs> yeah, I used to complain to them a lot, like, oh my god, there's so many things to do. And I mentioned this before, like, the customer service, it might be a pro, but it can be a cons as well. Because I, I will tell you this, like, you will meet a fussy customer at least once. And in in my case, it's not once; it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I always complain to Jess and Nat about this. Like, oh my god, this customer is like, oh, and it happens a lot. So you have to be patient. But then I think it's a good thing. Also, you learn to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, in I feel like initially it's kind of rough and. Business might be slow at first, but then again, you just have to 
hang on there and I'm sure we'll give a fruitful um, result in the end. And I think another tips for um, overcoming like the initial part of your business is like try to come up with something unique to attract people mm. to your online shop. Like come up with a good marketing strategy. Like it doesn't have to be something fancy like until you call an influencer or something to endorse your product. But then like maybe start something simple like aesthetic. Uh, for example, if you're using Instagram, just um, maybe some aesthetic feeds, nice looking picture or even sometimes fun facts can work. Because, like, um, I have this story before. Like, I saw this little... It's like a food thing. I can't remember what the food name is, but a food product. I saw this one online shop selling it for, like, oh, um, we're selling this product at, like, $5 maybe. And then suddenly, I wasn't really interested because, like, it's like, ah, another product. Then I saw this other online shop posting the same thing, but then they're um, writing, like, this long caption about, like, oh, this product is good for this, 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 and they have, like, the fun facts of it, and that actually um, raised my interest in the product. I was like, oh, actually, this product is quite interesting. So, yeah, I think that you can use it as, like, a marketing strategy, in a way, and I think another cons that I would like to highlight is, like, because you're not doing a face-to-face selling, meaning that everything is virtual online, so people might you might lack credibility. People will like start asking, "Oh, are you sure you're not scamming me or something?" They're gonna get that. Yeah, I got like two, three people asking me that. They before. really ask you that? Well, <laughs> which I understand because like you're doing a virtual transaction, which which might be dangerous if you don't trust the online shop. So so you're gonna get a lot of doubt at first. But I think as you build up your online shop and you got a lot of free food, it's going to help out. And you won't really get that a lot <laughs> afterwards. So that's all I can say about the pros and cons. Well, okay, for the credibility part, I just want to ask you. Mm-hmm. like, Because when you open your Instagram account or a Shopee account or whatever online platform account, mm-hmm. you initially won't have any reviews or anything, right? So mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you initially get your customers to trust you even without you having these reviews and or whatnot that yeah. people usually look for when they buy stuff online? Okay, so for me, it's like, for example, try to be as attentive to your customer as you can. Like, for example, you posted, you're new and then you just posted this stuff. Then someone was asking you, oh, hi, I'm interested. But then like, actually, this is based on a real experience I got. <laughs> like, when I just got started, like, someone texted me about this item. There's like, oh, I'm interested in this, but then I see that you're new and then you have no review whatsoever. So like, um, basically she was trying to ask me how am I gonna trust you, and then I just tell her that I try to answer every question that she have. How to say this? Like, I give her proof of the item. Uh, she was asking for this, and I just give her the photo of it and stuff. Yeah, basically it kind of goes back again to like how people will judge you in a way. Because some people might be very cautious, well, and that's a tricky part. But then all I can say is like try to be as attentive to your customer as you can. And for me, it's like I like to give them proof of my item. I don't know, maybe different shot of the item, so that they know that oh, I have the item, then I can send it to you. I'm not like scamming you or anything, <sighs> something like that. <laughs> it's very hard to build your customer's trust. 
especially when you're just starting out. Oh, yeah. I remember Holly. Oh, I started this. Oh, I I had this popcorn purchase PO mm. last time, and I consulted with Holly a lot from the from the beginning until the end, from the A to Z, and she gave me all the tips and tricks on how <laughs> how how to market the, the popcorn and how to buy. And how you should take the picture of the thing that you have bought to really show to your customers that you're yes, not yeah. gonna run away with their money. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Holly, for being my consultant. <laughs> no worries. Uh, I still remember that day where I um accompanied to buy like like ten popcorns, I think. Yeah, I think it was what worth one thousand ringgit plus of popcorn. Yeah, hundred ringgit <laughs> popcorn. It's fruitful in the end, at least. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> It's so funny, like how she's younger than us, but we are asking her for tips on these things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it just shows how age, you know, is just a number when it comes to these things, you know. Mm. I mean, don't let age and your inexperience, if you may say, mm. stop you from doing something like this. Because yeah. you know, it's you never know if you never start. So if you want to do it, just do it, I guess. Especially with online shop. Agree. Just go for it. Just go for it and just hang in there. Another backstory I remember. Turn out I quote the price wrong. It was very wrong. <laughs> Then I asked Holly, Holly, what to do? I got the price wrong, so the, my profits will be much smaller compared to what I have calculated earlier. Then Holly said, it's okay, it's okay, just just breathe and mm. text your customer one by one. <laughs> Yeah. Are they are they okay with the price changes? And if they're not, then it's okay. Then let let it be. Hmm. Because I think that's like quite um. I think that's an important part also in online shop. Like always informing your customer of any changes, because that way it actually helps your credibility. You know, it makes the customer feel like you're being attentive to them as in a way. Oh, sorry, but I want to touch since you're selling imported stuff. Hmm. Is there any tip that you you want to give us on how to? Imported stuff. It's for me. It's like because you're dealing with imported stuff, so you have to ship it from a different country. So always put in mind of the shipping costs, especially now during Corona, and there's a lot of delay with shipping, and the price increase. So I always say that always update yourself with the shipping price. Sometimes you might deal with different currency. Changes, so I I really suggest you to like update yourself with a uh, currency rate. Cause funny story, it happens to me once. Like I think that time is when Trump was like Trump became president and the dollar price increased, and I didn't know that. So <laughs> I still use the normal currency. I think it was like back then it was one USD was like fourteen thousand rupiah. Then I use that for my um like my baseline price. Then I um then I found out in the end like it was fifteen thousand. Oh wow! And that really gives me a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, always update yourself with currency if you're dealing with like on import stuff. And lastly, I would say familiarize yourself with tax. And for this, I really got a lot of help from my mom because my mom is an accountant, like dealing with tax stuff. So I learned most of this from her, but yeah, I think those three things are the main things you want to keep in mind when you're doing like when you're selling import stuff. 
moving forward, is there any tips that you want to give us, especially for those who are starting out? Like just in general, mm. not not necessarily imported stuff, but in general. Okay. Not as business savvy as as you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm still learning myself as well. <laughs> so, um, like I mentioned before, like when you just started, I think it's very important to have like a clear marketing strategy, like how you define your products if you're making your products or like, um, if you're reselling, like, try to come up with unique uh, marketing strategy. Be maybe like your feeds or your like how you caption your um, products to sell it. Oh, I would say one important thing is like always set up your um, terms and condition, like TNC. It is very important to you because <laughs> I told you before, you're going to meet a lot of fussy customer <laughs> and that TNC is going to be your lifesaver. Because <laughs> you can always like, oh, um, this is not what I expected, but then you can just refer, oh, but I mentioned this in the TNC already. Maybe customer is always king, but the TNC is your backup saver. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, always set a clear TNC. Like I mentioned to just before, inform your customer of any changes that might happen. It will maintain your credibility in that way. And maybe for me, it's like to stay competitive in the market. Maybe you can kind of come up with like this little events or like a sale or giveaway or something to keep up like who doesn't love sale right and like i think the timing is also important here like for example you know we just have our independence last last week so maybe like oh seven um independence day sale or something and then lastly i feel like i don't know if this applies to many people but it applies to me always keep track of every sale you make Especially if your online shop is growing, right? Because you don't want to be like me. So I have this story before that um, when I was counting my profit, it doesn't match up with what it's supposed to be. And then like I was so confused why. And then in the end, it turns out because I spent it on my shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so always keep track of your sale so you won't lose any money. <laughs> yeah, I think those are like the tips I can give. Well, at least you got to buy some products from that money right um yeah at least, at least it didn't like fall somewhere or yeah true <laughs> so okay we make mistakes and yeah it's good that you made that mistake so like you learn from that right mm-hmm. true true oh how about if you're a reseller a reseller yeah um, do you have any tips on that a reseller i feel like if you were a reseller you can do a lot of research to find the correct supplier actually now what I can consider myself a reseller, but then um, my supplier is from Korea. But when you just started, right, I feel like it might be better for you to start from local vendor. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, like you dive your way through, like you do more research as you go, like as you understand more of the market, then you can start looking for like overseas, like if you're doing like import stuff, like in the overseas market. I think you were able to do this importing sus because you had that external factor from your mom, the advantage, right? Because she she worked in Korea, you said. Yeah. And she could just buy stuff for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. So I guess that's that might not work in everyone's case. True. Mm. As I mentioned before, like I think it's better to start small initially mm. than to like go big. 
because in the way that it also helps you to grow and learn stuff also. Awesome. Hmm. Should I start my own now? <laughs> I don't even know what to sell. <laughs> you can, you can. But There's a lot of stuff yeah. to sell. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's a good thing to think about though because especially now, as we know, the job market isn't the friendliest that it is mm-hmm. given the current situation. And mm-hmm. I think this could be a really good alternative to think about, you know, when you're thinking of making money or even just finding an activity because if you're just at home doing nothing, that's going to play a very bad role as well in your head, in your mind, if you're not active. So yeah, I guess this is really good. Oh, but I want to ask you though, how would you penetrate a market which is already very saturated? I think that's one of my one of the questions that I've always gotten, I mean, at least from myself in my head. Say I want to start an, a, a food business, but everyone is apparently selling food these days. PO of this, PO of that, PO of cookie, and I don't know every pastry, every, every, every everything is turns is turning to a PO, a purchase order. Do you have any tips on that? Because it's very, I don't know the the food the food market. I think it's very saturated. How to penetrate? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure about food market, but like maybe if I can relate to my own, it's like you can come up with like, for example, you're selling cookies, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe you can like, and you post your um selling stuff in, for example, Instagram. Maybe you can like, um, add it or do something to that picture to attract your customer. Cause like for me, um, personally. Like, when I say at food stuff, sometimes, like, you can't really taste, like, how to say it? You can't really taste it personally because you're selling everything, like, online. So the thing that will attract your customer is basically the visual. Mm. Visual of the product. So I would say that maybe you can try to take a nice picture of your product or do little edits. Like, basically, the aesthetic fit I mentioned before. Of course, taste is also like another important thing. Yeah, like I say, during online, like people can't really taste it until it gets to their doorstep. So I feel like visual is a visual factor is an important thing. Oh yeah, that's true. I would say like don't be too stressed about competitor, honestly, because oh. like I experienced that before. Like um, I think it was during last year or last two years because like suddenly there's a lot of like shop that came up and then i think it was in 2019 and i see like a decline in my customer because a lot of like online shop this like a new one came up and stuff i think it, once you if you hang in there and i managed to turn it around because like i do these sale events like once in a while and then it actually helps me to gain my customer back Something like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I mentioned like coming up with an event once in a while is quite important to get your customer like hype, I guess. <laughs> Keep the hype up and then like, hey, remember me? I <laughs> <laughs> Remember me from the dust? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I remember Holly and she was taking picture of uh, this, I don't know, this Korean looking, looking bags. And apparently, it was pretty famous in Indonesia. Yeah. Then she, she made like, okay, guys, uh, 
I'm I'm at this I'm 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 at this department store now. Click 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 click. Here are the pictures. Faster DM, uh, uh faster DM me and uh, transfer me your money so I can book your stuff. <laughs> and it was actually on sale. Mm-hmm. So it was very profitable. Yeah. So that's why I told you like um research is very important for these kind of things. Like you know what's on trend, what's like the market wants, and then some more like for that like oh you know the pack is on sale like oh that's a profit right there if you want to resell it um, so the research does actually play a good part because yeah. it helps you to act quick right I guess when mm-hmm. you see something an opportunity and then you just oh I know that's on trend so I can just quickly act and yeah resell it or something and always be up to date mm. thanks a lot Hal that's really good to hear because <laughs> I don't know I think it's I think I like your tips because you're the current generation I feel And you know, a lot of people are like so up to date right now. And I, I don't think I would have gotten these kind of tips from maybe someone who is forty or fifty years old. So it's always good to hear a fresh uh, set of thoughts about the marketing and online. Thank you. It was very useful. <laughs> yeah, glad I could help. <laughs> and thank you also for adding in your personal stories. It definitely makes the stories much more relatable, and as what you said earlier, to not give up, especially with if it's a saturated market, why not? Mm. I mean, you started with a saturated market anyway in the beginning, mm. and you True. managed to turn yeah. it around. Yeah, and you still make money. Yeah, so I think that I think that's the main thing that haunts yeah. our heads. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I what if I make a loss in the saturated market? Mm. But Yeah, I mean, like you said, with a lot of research and a lot of will and passion, you will still be able to make money. True. Just as long as you put your hard work into it, mm. I guess. Just hang on in there. <laughs> wow. Anything else, Holly, that you want to add on that we haven't touched? Um, don't forget to follow my online shop, guys. It's at Jordan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, what's the account? What's your what's the account, and what what are you selling? Uh, it's called uh, John Mint. Okay, don't forget to check our description, guys, for the actual <laughs> name, and then go follow her. Yeah. Give her some love. Yeah, show her some love and support. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, and thank you so much, Holly, for sparing your Saturday night mm. with us. Thank you for inviting we, me. We are grateful that you and. Honored that you can join us here, and thank you also for sharing your tips, the pros and cons, and the process of actually having an online shop. Blah. I hope it can help. That is definitely a uh, very beneficial, I guess, for anyone who's listening. Yeah, I hope that it will uh, give them some light about their doubts and everything. I mean, it did clear some things to me. So yeah, thank you for that, Hal. Mm. Thank you so much. You're I have a fun time also talking about this with you guys here. And just passing on from Jess, thank you for the Instagram questions that you submitted. And thank you also for sticking with us. And we hope to see you in our next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.